views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We have got a fabulous, fabulous show for you today. I am so thrilled about the guests that we have. It is amazing. Super, super amazing. But before I jump ahead, let me say hello to Mr. Benny. Hi, Mr. B. Hi, Pat. How are you? Good, good, good. It's uh, media day for the NFL and the Seahawks and Patriots, as uh, our trusty cohort Taylor has informed (laughs) me. Uh, So we'll see what everyone has to say about Deflategate and the snowstorm back east. Oh, my God. There's so much on the line. It's just ridiculous. I know. Deflategate. Isn't that interesting that we came up with that? Uh, Because Watergate, by the way, the whole where the gate started, the whole gate, you know, uh, actually, it started with the gates of heaven, uh, some people would say. But the Watergate started back uh, in the era of uh, Richard Nixon, right? And so that that is one of the most interesting phrases uh, ever had. But Inflategate is kind of fascinating. So let me ask you a question. Do you think the patriots are going to be distracted? I know we're not distracted. No, they're right? professionals. Okay. They know exactly okay. what they're doing. Okay. That's Very fine. good. No worried about yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think they're going to be distracted by their loved ones being snowed in and not being able to get to the Super Bowl if that, it doesn't clear up quickly? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. But then again, TV stations and radio networks can easily fill in those breaks. So <laughs> uh, it is unfortunate for those who are unable or going to try to travel and can't because of it. And and our oh, love yeah. to everyone on the East Coast. It's very bizarre how us over here on the West Coast hardly have a lick of snow or speck of snow and they have like all of it it's like uh where's the love bring it over here well we are so far thinking out of the box here that we have moved beyond winter how do i know all you need to do is go to home depot or a couple of these other places that sell plants and shrubbery and you will see that they are stocked up for planting uh, we are just, we have whizzed by another winter and I'm a little bit concerned about not getting snow in the mountains. You know what I'm saying? That's not a good sign. That's where the water comes from. Totally. My, my understanding. Your uh, understanding but, like to what? Yeah. That's where our water comes from. But oh, we have oh, to give okay. a shout out Benny to WBLQ. From what I understand, Mark, uh, slept at the studio last night. Ah, what a good boy. Been there. What? I know. See, that's what's nice having the homestead next door to us here because we have rooms already waiting for us. Actually, they're in a holding pattern. So if we need to stay next door, we can. Although I just stay in the studio. I've done it before. I know you have. I'm no veteran. Or I'm a veteran. Yeah, Yeah, I remember you doing that, Mm -hmm. actually. 
Um, you know, so I want to give a shout out to everybody on the East Coast uh, that uh, has been getting through this, what some people call really beautiful weather, but it is really a shutdown. Uh, work is closed, schools are closed, and two feet of snow will pretty much uh, give you an opportunity to spend some time with the family and your friends, or if you have nothing better to do, watch television. But we have a lot, a lot of things better to do here today. Um, interesting enough, uh, that is for me to see pictures of New York City where I grew up, Benny, last night, and to see those pictures and see, you know, 42nd Street, Broadway, uh, Times Square with no people. Uh, like I couldn't hardly see like maybe one or two people actually out there was something that I don't think I've ever seen much of before. Uh, and so it just goes to show you that we can experience joy, fulfillment, regardless of the weather. And that's what today's show is about. You know, I am so thrilled to be uh, speaking with someone that has taken a, a, a message out into the world of love and light. You know, someone that has been such a spokesperson uh, for the notion of transformative living, you know, a community builder, a global spiritual leader, someone that is about the practicality of spirituality. He is amazing. I actually got to hear him in one of my trips, actually, uh, one of my trips to Mile High. And I got to actually hear him and the amazing members and friends of that community. And as a matter of fact, one of the most powerful practitioner sessions that I've personally ever had was after that service because they do something really incredible. And now I'll have to ask them if they still do it. But when I went, they did. And they were they had an entire room of practitioners ready to speak with you, ready for you to come in. Whatever was heavy on your mind, whatever was going on there, they were ready to chat with you. Today, I get to talk with Reverend Dr. Roger Teal about this amazing book, This Life is Joy, Discovering the Spiritual Laws to Live More Powerfully, Lovingly, and Happily. And I'm so thrilled, you know, to have him here, not just talking about this book, but talking about how each of us can live an extraordinary life. You know, what is it that Dr. Teal tells people whether he's up in front of a large audience, whether or not he's up in front of a, you know, a completely filled church. What is it that he is talking about? Where does his advice, his wisdom come from? And what is the message for today that each of us is longing for? So today, you know, we get to talk to him about, first of all, this incredible book that he has written, uh, hot off the press. But what is it about the messages in the book that will enable us to see a portal that goes to living an abundant, joyful, epic life. What a great show. Dr. Teal, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here, Roger. Awesome. Pat, thank you. Thank you, Pat. I, I so appreciate it, and I love your enthusiasm. Yeah, you know, I I, I just, I got the little enthusiasm bug that yeah, hit me a, a few years ago. Um. I got to ask you, though, where'd you get the bug from? Well, you know, uh, 
as I write in my book, um, at about age six, I, I kind of had this transpersonal mystical experience. I didn't know what was going on at the time. I was laying on the grass. My newly my folks had just caught the lawn, and I was just laying on the grass looking at the clouds in the sky. And, and who I knew myself to be as a person dissolved, and, and I just was one with what I was seeing. There was no me thinking about it or seeing it. I was the clouds in the sky and the light. And, and I, I thought when I came out of that I might have died or something, but it, it was just one of those experiences, and I was so full of energy that I had to grab the grass and hold on. I was vibrating, and I hid it away but I, uh, because I was frightened by it. But later I learned that it, it's one of those experiences, um, and I've had other people tell me they've had experiences like that in their youth, uh, because we don't have the barriers up as much then. Uh, the experiences of the oneness that we're all about, and I feel like something kind of got downloaded into me or seeded into me at that time that's been uh, a force in me. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard this story, um, you know, more often than not about what the journey really starts out as, how we get tapped on the shoulder. You know, what is it about our lives, you know, that enables us to step forth? Now, I mentioned something, and I would love for you to talk about this before we jump into the book. We have an hour together. I mentioned an experience at, at, at your church, right? And uh-huh. I, and I've never forgotten it. Uh, I mentioned an experience where, you know, after the service, uh, many of us got to hang out and chat. But there was something extraordinary that happened. And that was I got to go to a room full of practitioners and have time together uh, to pray about or to, you know, help with what was going on in my mind at that time. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness. You know, how can five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes, whatever that was for me, how was it that that was able to create a shift in me to help me move forward in my day? And I want to stop for a minute and talk about, you know, the power that that experience had and what the essence of that is, if you would share that with people. Well, we, we do have a, a wonderful core, over 300 prayer partners who are very well trained to hang out in a higher vibration of truth. And as individuals come to them, they're able to lift them up into that higher vibration to know and accept a higher truth about the conditions of life that they face. And and so I'm not surprised. We, we get a lot of reports about that. You know, we all tend to um, deal with life from a very materialistic and uh, ego-oriented approach. We we think in terms of the limits, the obstructions, we give power to the problems, and we amplify that and fixate on it, and how powerful it is to go to someone who's seeing that we are a spiritual being, who is absolutely knowing that there are unlimited possibilities right where we are, right in the problems we face, and can lift us into that so that, so that this higher power of life can flow through us and um, uplift our lives, heal our lives. And, and it's a wonderful thing, and, that, uh, that's, and that's really the power of prayer. It's not praying to some distant entity to come in and take over and make things well. It's, it's activating an awareness of the presence of that power uh, and that possibility right where we are so that it can express in us. I love it. We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we, when we come back, we're going to talk about this incredible message in the book, This Life is Joy, uh, written by my very special guest, guest today, Reverend Dr. Roger Teal. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the seven pillars of truth, as well as the nine portals of transformation. I'm going to kind of give you a sneak preview into this and what this means. You know, if there were a pillar of truth that you would be thinking about right now, what would it be? What might be? this first 
that is brought to us in this incredible book. And by the way, we have got several copies of the book to give away. I am so thrilled to have Dr. Roger joining me here today, you know, and to be talking about an opportunity, an invitation for all of us to stay so connected in alignment with source energy, God, whatever that means to you today on this show. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Hi, I'm Leslie Fontaine with Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio, and here's your tip of the day. What happens after we shift? An energetic shift can be disconcerting. When you shift from the known to the unknown, you literally are going into unknown territory without the former rules and constraints that held you in check. You feel happiness and joy, but you're nervous about not knowing what's next. Even happiness can be unfamiliar. You just don't have the guardrails. No one's telling you, it's dangerous. Stop, you'll get hurt. Plunge in, leap, taste it. Listen to your intuitive guidance. Let yourself step beyond the boundaries that you've known and challenge yourself to listen to your intuitive guidance to your higher self and learn what you were placed here to do. I'm Leslie Fontaine. Visit me at lesliefontaine.com or call 678-665-3366. Holistique Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistique Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Step into more inner and outer leadership in all facets of your life. This means being the CEO of your own destiny. Imagine a life of what you say goes. Lynn Brown, the host of Winning at the Game of Life, is going to help you activate the power in being present, owning your space, and harnessing all of your energy during her full-day workshop. Own your leadership, own your life. Get ready to own your body, your relationships, your work, and your life. Lynn and co-facilitator Wendy Wolf have teamed up for a body and spirit experience that will transform you forever. Every person will receive two 20-minute sessions of body or aura work, amazing content, and a full one-hour healing session with Lynn or Wendy. Lunch is included. Space is limited. Sign up early and get an additional 20-minute session included. To register or for more information, contact Lynn at ruintuit.com or call 844-BE-INTUIT. Workshop is January 31st, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in downtown Bellevue. Hey, 
Hey, everybody, welcome back. You know, I'm so thrilled. Uh, you know, Dr. Roger Teal joining us here today. The ball is the book is called The Ball. I'm thinking about the football game. This Life is Joy. This be a book that uh, the New England Patriots uh, should have read before they played their playoff game because they'd have discovered the seven pillars of truth, but most importantly, the nine portals of transformation. And what I love about what Dr. Roger has done is he has written about some principles that traditionally have been difficult for people to wrap their minds around. But what he's done is he's presented this in such ways with such beautiful stories. You know, you're such an incredible storyteller that he helps us not just look at, you know, what these portals are, but helps us understand things like understanding fear. Uh, One of the things I want to kick off and start out with is, you know, asking you, as you've traveled around, as, as, as you're talking to people on radio, you know, there are many things we can talk about in the book. But I did talk about the seven pillars or, or before we went to break. I got to ask you, is there any one or another that seems to be showing up more often than not when you're in conversation with people? Well, I think that there are two <clears throat> that are, are really uh, paramount. And the first is this instant is love. Uh, and as I was planning to write the book, I was in a, a deep uh, period of meditation, and that phrase just came right into my awareness and with, with an incredible energy. And I think that what happens is that we forget, uh, as we deal with our problems and the world and the, the material essence of the world, we forget that the heart and soul of all of life is love, that there is a love presence everywhere. And in fact, many people have forgotten this and wandered away from this, and they're seeking love or they're seeking fulfillment. But what I know is that every one of us is love, and that this very instant is love. And what I want to say to the listener is that you don't know how much you're loved in this moment. You do not know how much the, the higher presence and power that has orchestrated this whole universe and is expressing as you. You don't know how much you're loved. But what we can do is awaken to that as we recognize that this very instant is love. If we, if we can take our awareness beyond all that we're facing and all our to-do lists and uh, the challenges of being a human being on this planet, can we also know that this very instant is love? And, and that was a very powerful opening as I write in the book. Um, one of the most pivotal things that ever happened to me was in my early 30s discovering that my heart was closed and protected and how that had uh, diminished my life. And, and, and the power of, of coming into that uh, heart chakra opening and, and discovering that love is a presence in every one of us. That, and, and when we open to that and let it flow, everything transforms as it did in my life. So, so I'd say that's the first one. That's so important. Well, and you know, and thinking about this, you know, let's talk about what this really means and the, the way you describe it in terms of unconditional love. Because I think that sometimes when we hear the word love, we're thinking about, oh, I'm in my relationship. Yeah. I love this person. I don't love this person, but you really are tapping in to, uh, something more universal, uh, when you talk about this, something more unconditional, and oh, yeah. I'd love to spend a moment to talk about that because, you know, many of us have gone through different spiritual practices, religions where love wasn't quite unconditional. There was a condition. If you don't sin, you'll be OK. If you do this, you'll be OK. So I'd like for you to talk about that for a minute and how this is different. That's part of the problem is that we have uh, we have called love uh, things that aren't love. 
love is is never uh, demanding. It, it's not judging. Uh, it doesn't have conditions, and so we've we've fallen into a diminished sense of what love is. Uh, the, the love that I'm talking about is the very cohesive force of the universe. It's the very energy of life itself. It is the Creator expressing in us and around us and through us, and so that's why it is so transformative. It is unconditional. It is absolutely here for us. It is the wholeness within us, and I believe it's the highest potential within us. I believe that all the enlightened masters had discovered that love lived right where they are, not not a romantic love or a sexual love or an emotional level love, but I'm talking about a, the, the very essence of the divine and, and its power to heal and to expand us and to grow us. And, and we have that power. That's the news that's so important. We, we have the power to go beyond a very limited and distorted view of love and let it, let it be magnificent through us, healing through us. Well, so part of this is also looking at, you know, our lives in a way that enables us to move beyond the beyond, you know, to move beyond the idea. I want to talk to you a little bit about substance in the world because mm-hmm. you talk about it in one of the pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a number of years ago when the movie came out, uh, The Secret and the book came out about The Secret, right. um, the the idea, you know, talked about substance and manifestation Um, And then, you know, folks went through a different understanding and a different awakening. Now, I'm one of these folks. I happen happen to, you know, be raised in an arena where the way substance the world was taught to me had to do with the reflection of my thinking and my being. And I was very fortunate to have that kind of training from, from my mom. Um, so I had a different idea about it. Now I will say that I didn't have any sense of it, like how it worked in the scheme of things. And we'll talk about that as we talk about the portals of transformation, but I'd love, I'd love for you to spend a few minutes on one of the pillars that you call the idea of, uh, the idea is substance. Yeah. And its partner is this world is consciousness. And then we have to start there. (laughs) by realizing that what quantum physics has told us, as well as the, 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 the teachings of, of the awakened masters, the ageless wisdom in this, this life of ours. And, and what they're telling us is that life is not basically material. Uh, it, is, it is primarily invisible. It is intelligence. It is energy. It is love taking form. Quantum science just tells us that we live in a field, an infinite field of pure potentiality that's characterized by energy and information. And, and that invisible uh, dimension takes form, and, and the building blocks in that invisible dimension that take form are ideas. Ideas that are empowered and energized move into form, and so the ultimate reality in this universe is actually intelligence and ideas, and the energy that is in the universe that can bring them into form. Now, we can learn how to use that in our life, and of course then, you, as you say, the um, uh, books like The Secret came out, and, and it's a good starting point for folks, but it also kind of distorted some things. And, and it's the whole idea that, well, I just get a new idea that I, of something I want in my life, and, and I um, just affirm this over and over, and I'll get what I want. And, and in, in, at, a, at a surface level, that's true. However, the name of the game is not so much just trying to get what we want um, through um, ideas that we believe. The name of the game is uh, discovering who we really are and, and, 
and activating a higher overall awareness of ourselves as spiritual beings, given the capacity to be co-creators with the divine. It's, it's knowing ourselves as love. It's beginning to see the rest of the, of the beings on this planet as beings of light. And, and then it's knowing that even before we ask, everything's been given, and that we're privileged to stand forth as, as a point of light in this world. And then automatically what happens is we start, as, as, as we ex- uh, raise the quality and the frequency of our awareness, the universe creates a vibrational match for that automatically in our lives. And so what I tell people is it's about knowing the truth of you and, and standing in that truth, that stripping away the old misidentifications and the lesser-level ideas that we've um, uh, accepted about ourselves, the old stories we've told about ourselves over and over, and start telling the higher story of the, of the divine human that we are and all the capacities within us, and start standing as that in the world. And automatically, we start attracting a, a greater good in our life. That's what we really hunger for, is to live our truth. And um, the world needs that as well, people who are an enlightened citizenry living their truth. Well, you know, this is part of a conversation about how we live our daily lives. Uh, Someone said something to me uh, a long time ago. I want to run it by you, just see your take on it, right? Sure. Uh, You know, and I'm sure it it wasn't either Michael Beckwith or Wayne Dyer, (laughs) (laughs) who, who also contributed, although I don't know. You know, what was said to me is, you know what? Here's the deal. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And I thought about that. And I thought, uh, I don't want pain either. I I thought to myself at one point in my life, I do not want either one. Okay? I do not. Tell me what you think of that phrase and how it fits into uh, uh, the way that you are introducing us to live our best life. Well, I, I, I tend to agree that knowing these higher truths doesn't suspend change whether it's our body changing or um, other people's lives changing or the, our jobs changing, things changing in our life. And it's often um, when things change that, that um, our initial reaction at the human level is, is pain and sadness and uh, even grieving if we've lost a loved one. And all of that is, is natural. And what I have found and, and the great teachers have found is that we can, we can still know a higher truth. And the, you see, Suffering is usually the story we tell about our pain. And, and so if we tell a limited story like, woe is me, and, and I've been diminished, or this is irreplaceable, or love is out of my life, we tell stories like that, which are usually victimhood-oriented stories, we enter into a dimension of pain that is emotional pain. And, um, and, and we, we start suffering at the hands of pain rather than using pain as a springboard or embracing pain as a natural transition to other states of life, other possibilities. Now, in the book, the book is entitled, This Life is Joy, and I'm not talking about, yeah, I'm not talking about surface-level pleasure and pain. You see, what happens is most people strive to create pleasure in their life, and they believe that pleasureful outcomes are the source of their happiness. And so our culture teaches us to do everything we can do to, to keep the pleasure flowing. But when we find that we can't manipulate that pleasure into place anymore, we usually then end up experiencing its opposite, and that is pain. And, and then what we tend to do, since um, we, that's obnoxious to us, uh, is, is that we seek to numb the pain. And, and that then produces all of the, the addictive uh, processes 
which is more than just substance abuse, by the way. Um, That's where we get addicted to to trying to numb the pain when we can't manipulate the pleasure in our life. Now, I talk about a deep joy. I'm talking about a deep quality of our being. I'm talking about life itself that loves to live, that loves to be us, that knows that there'll be times when we hurt. There'll be times when we're experiencing elation. And yet there's still a deep joy it's the joy of being who we are. It's the joy of knowing who we really are. It's the joy of knowing that when we have pain in life or change in life, it'll pass, and, and we'll still know the deep joy of life. I'm talking about something deep, and, and, and it's very powerful. It's not superficial, um, like the pleasure is. It's a deep core power in us to know that there's something in us that transcends whatever's going on in, in our personal experience. I love it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the portals. I have found these one of the most interest reads I've had in a really long time. And we're going to talk about what they mean. Uh, you know, what is it about these nine portals of transformation that hit so home that it really makes you step back and go reread the paragraphs a little bit more thoroughly let's take a short break everyone when we come back we've got two copies of the book to give away joining me here today we're going to give you lots of information the website how you can find out more all of the above when we come back we'll be right back with the show so lately been wondering who will be there to take my place when i'm gone Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Anxiety is in many ways a learned behavior, which is rooted in our childhood. During our early years, when we are the most dependent on others, negative feedback, judgment, or ridicule infiltrate our subconscious mind and leave us wondering whether we are really safe, lovable, or good enough. In response, a part of our mind develops protective strategies to keep us from getting hurt. Let's imagine that the anxiety you've been battling with stems from the part that has assumed the job of keeping you safe. Doesn't it then make sense that your anxiety makes you expect the worst, so that you are prepared, keeps you on your toes to avoid failure, or shames and belittles you before someone else can do this to you? When you consider the source of your anxiety as a vulnerable child that just tries to keep you safe, you no longer feel that you're the victim of your own mind but instead are more easily able to take on the role of the caring, reassuring adult. Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza. And we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. It's a fact of life that life goes on whether we feel ready for it or not. Change is inevitable, but growth is optional. This week's Sophisticated Tip of the Week is to help you make better decisions for yourself and your life. Start by clarifying a question or decision you need to make. Write it on a piece of paper, read it to yourself five times as you drift off to sleep. Then notice what answer, insights, or guidance you get by the time you awaken. Trust what you receive and make that decision boldly. Remember, this technique also works with meditation. Learn more or schedule a session by visiting GetSophisticated.com. That's get G-E-T-S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com and call 206-420-8660. Once again, that's 206-420-8660. Step into more inner and outer leadership in all facets of your life. This means being the CEO of your own destiny. Imagine a life of what you say goes. 
Lynn Brown, the host of Winning at the Game of Life, is going to help you activate the power in being present, owning your space, and harnessing all of your energy during her full-day workshop, Own Your Leadership, Own Your Life. Get ready to own your body, your relationships, your work, and your life. Lynn and co-facilitator Wendy Wolf have teamed up for a body and spirit experience that will transform you forever. Every person will receive two 20-minute sessions of body or aura work, amazing content, and a full one-hour healing session with Lynn or Wendy. Lunch is included. Space is limited. Sign up early and get an additional 20-minute session included. To register or for more information, contact Lynn at ruintuit.com or call 844-BE-INTUIT. Workshop is January 31st, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in downtown Bellevue. Wow. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. You know, I was just chatting with, Benny gets to hear all the commercials and all the conversations. I was just chatting with uh, Dr. Roger Teal uh, about a new paradigm that we're excited about. Uh, and it really led to the conversation uh, uh, of, of the fact that new paradigms are being created. And we're going to kind of kick it off there because it does relate to the non-portals of transformation. Because in order to step into it, this is my experience, in order to step into a new, a new portal or a portal of transformation, there's got to be a new paradigm. There's got to be something that changes. And I can't wait to hear this. But in the meantime, Benny, let's give away our first copy of this incredible book. This Life is Joy, uh, 1-800-930-2819. Uh, thank you so much for joining me here today, uh, Roger. I would love to kick this off with the paradigm conversation because I think the paradigm chat that we were about to have is definitely related to what you talk about as the portals of transformation. It, it, am I on track with that or not? Absolutely you are, because we, we've all uh, formed paradigms about what's possible, and we've, we have also a prevailing paradigm about who we are and, and how our lives are, are going to be. And unless we challenge that, we stay within those confining walls. Now, every paradigm uh, kind of confines us, but the more we create bigger paradigms, the more we have space and freedom to create. And that's why I wrote about these portals of transformation, because sometimes I think we hold a very limited paradigm about certain of the most challenging things in human life, like fear, like problems, uh, conflict, judgments, disease, uncertainty, uh, change, risk. We, we, some, those words, for some, there's a paradigm of, of cowering before them, that, that they're not as big as them, that they, they can't succeed when any of those elements enter their lives. And and I offer a bigger paradigm so that uh, we can unlock our power to use every single one of those things I mentioned uh, for our higher good, rather than feeling like they're, they're limiting us and putting us down. Well, you know, I love this new paradigm. And, you know, I want to ask you a question before we jump into this. And maybe, maybe the question I'm actually going to ask you is related to the portals. We have... <laughs> This is kind of funny. I love this. You know, about five years ago, I had an opportunity to start a network and it wasn't on my radar, uh, Dr. Roger, at all. Uh -huh. right. But I was helping somebody else launch their network 
uh, out of Rhode Island, WBLQ. And then the gentleman disappeared and the station owner said, do you want to launch a network? And I, and I said, yes, it just came out of my mouth. I didn't even think about it. It just was right there. And then he said, well, what are you going to call it? I said, I'm going to call it Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. And that came out of my mouth. Now, mind you, had no website, hadn't, it, it just came out of my mouth. And off the journey began. I was so confident that that was going to happen. It just came out of my mouth. I actually don't even remember where that knowledge came from. But clearly, I had to have a different mental paradigm. I had to have a different mental mindset for me to go from my friend who disappeared, who wasn't going to do it, to that yes. I would right. love for you to talk about the, how we get to these, this place of transformation, this new paradigm, because you talk about it brilliantly in this book. Because you see, see the thing about your situation, Pat, was mm -hmm. you, you didn't think up those things and, and try to make them happen in the world. You, you were, but your paradigm had grown to be a yes for opportunity, and you didn't even know what that would be. But, but, uh, but a part of you had to be that yes, or you would have, you would have uh, turned this person away who was offering this opportunity. So first of all, you had a paradigm of yes, and that sometimes is one of the biggest things we can do is no matter what's going on in our life is realize I'm not confined to this. Even though these things I have to deal with, I am a yes to opportunities I don't even know about yet. And what tends to happen then is the universe surprises us with possibilities bigger than we would have known. Uh, in, in the book, I, I quote uh, Brother David Stendhal Rast, who said, another name for God is surprise. And, and sometimes what happens is, you know, when we, when we are a yes, then the universe is, okay, this person has a big enough a consciousness, an open enough, flexible enough consciousness, I'm going to surprise them with, with a bold opportunity they don't even know yet that will grow them in their life. So I would ask the, the readers or the listeners to, to simply accept that I can become a yes, and the universe will surprise me with more than I can know. You know, one of the things that I was really struck by, and struck and struck is pretty much a good word, how brilliantly these portals are are put together. And I want to, I, I want to, I know we have a lot of time left in a, in the show, and we may even decide to skip the next break so that we can talk about them. But I see these as you've written them having two parts. Now there are many more parts to them, but there are two parts to the way they're written. At least this is the way I've grabbed onto them. So for example, when I look at, you know, what you talk about in fear, there are two things in, in the one portal, you lay it out. There are two words, fear and friend. Boom. They're almost as if they're paradoxical. Then yeah. you go on and you say problem and possibility, judgment, mm -hmm. yearning. And I would love, did you, I mean, did you actually do that on purpose to produce those paradoxes? Yeah, because um, <laughs> we, we, we don't realize that the things that most haunt us, most trouble us in this life, are actually springboards to, to greater life, to, to greater mastery uh, and self-expression. And so we've got this limited paradigm that fear is awful and terrible and uh, we're weak if we ever feel it. Um, and, uh, and the truth is, fear is a friend. Fear is a friend saying, it's time for you to return to your power base, tapping on the shoulder saying, your power base is love. You're, you're in fear, and it's a natural thing, and, and it'll happen various times in our life, especially as we dream about something bigger and want to take a risk. But it's tapping us on the shoulder saying, remember that you are love. Remember that perfect love casts out fear, as it says in the Bible. Remember that 
that that your love is power, and and you and then the fear is here to remind you to turn to your real power, and and so we don't have to feel weak and ashamed when we're afraid. It's a natural thing. In fact, um, the more afraid we are in our life, it's probably the more we're willing to grow, and and the more uh, big things are up for us. And the fear is just a partner saying, "Hey, remember, your real power." is not to give in to this fear and let it run you, not to let fear become a stop sign, but to, but to open your heart and and love yourself and, and know that no matter how things turn out, you're a winner because you've taken the risk and also because you're going to learn from it. And so, that, so that's a whole new slant on something that most people have sized up as a terrible, awful thing. Well, and, you know, part of this, too, is taking a look at things that we don't want to take a look at. You know, I have to tell you, in that experience that I had, I wasn't scared in that moment. It was the the yes that came forth was like breathing for me. And by the way, you know, the next few months that, you know, that that really uh, took hold, all the actions that were taken weren't really thought out or agonized over. Uh, They happened. All of a sudden things showed up. Website designers, you know, out of nowhere, like Germany, all of a sudden this brilliant website designer shows up. How does this translate for the people listening to the show? When they are in that yes moment and they're looking at one side of the uh, of the portal, the transformation portal uh, versus the other, you know, and I and I guess I'm struck by, you know, a couple of different things that that you mentioned here. One of them is the risk is greatness. I, I know I'm kind of jumping around. But but there are two that really popped up based on what I've heard the listeners, folks call in with. The desire is fulfillment and the risk is greatness. I would love for you to talk to that. And Benny, we'll go ahead and skip this break if we could. Well, um, part of what you're saying is so powerful. We, we don't usually fear our dreams. In fact, we feel passion and, and energy around our dreams. Where fear shifts in is, is when we start worrying and fretting about how to make them come true. And and. The same power that, that inspired the dream is the very same power that can show us and lead us to the, the fulfillment of those things, lead us to those things um, uh, showing up, just like you began to have things start, people showing up that could advance the dream. But when we get into fear, we usually think, oh, it's back on my shoulders. I've got to make this happen. And we've got to stay in this cooperative uh, alignment with the universe. It'll show us how. If we just keep loving the dream and just keep being a yes, Ways and means will show up, and, and sometimes we have to explore and things like that, but, but we don't have to go to that fear level. Now, when we talk about this risk is greatness, I believe that we are all so much more than we can know. Um, and something, something so wonderful and magnificent is on the verge of expressing through us and happening for us. And the only way that, that we can let that something greater unfold through us and, and surprise us sometimes, it's so, so wonderful, is for us to take some risks. And, and you see what we've got to do, though, in taking risks, because there's another word that often people uh, see as another four-letter word, as it were, that it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. I should avoid risk at all possible, in, in all possible ways in my life. And many have a lifestyle around that. And thus they put a cap on, on the ability of their greatness to reveal itself. And so what we've got to do with risk is realize that who we are is not at risk in our risks, and that our risks... Our, our worthiness is not based on our outcomes. Our worthiness is based on our heart and our, and our ability to learn from any outcome. So if I take the onus off of the outcome, I don't worry so much about the outcome, and I, and I decide no matter how the outcome is, I'm, I'm a winner. 
and I'm going to learn from it, and I'm going to go on in my risks, and, and eventually I will be guided to wonderful things. Then, then the universe can work through us, you know, and do brilliant things through us. So, indeed, this risk is a way that we're saying yes to, to greater parts of us that we don't even know yet, but they will show up. So, you know, one of the things that I think, uh, uh, you, you know, that I, that I think that many people are thinking about right now, and I would love to talk to you about this, but first let me give away a second copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. We'd love to give another copy of this incredible book, This Life is Joy. Uh, Dr. Roger Teal joining me here today. Um, one of the things that I think sort of kind of plays heavy on people's minds, and and uh, and they actually get triggered by things like the stock market. You know, there are folks that are watching the stock market today and having a few fears show up. Uh, but we've gone through what some people call some very difficult days these past six years. You know, what can we say to folks that are that are really th- listening to the show and saying, yeah, I want what he's got. I love what he's got. I love what she's got. You know, where do we begin the process? We begin the process by knowing something deeper about us, about our true selves, than the world of conditions. There will always be shifts and changes in the roller coaster, whether it's in the stock market or in relationships and, and in every area of our life. So what we've got to do is put down deeper roots into the truth of who we really are. And I would suggest that we are abundance, that we are a way by which the infinite mind of this universe is bringing forth ideas that in turn can produce um, incredible resources and, uh, and prosperity in life. So if, if we let our emotional life be triggered by the ups and downs of the stock market, then we've turned our attention away from the deeper truth, that there's this all-creative awareness, this mind that wants to show us what to do and wants to give us new ideas and prosper us. See, we are creative beings, and you mentioned um, earlier, Pat, uh, that um, the, the chapter, This Desire is Fulfillment. Yes. You see, sometimes when we have a desire for something, we want, we want greater prosperity or we want a relationship or something like that, the very desiring we misuse because we then immediately um, increase our sense that it's not in our lives. I want it, I want it. And what we're really deeply saying to the universe, and it is done unto us as we believe, by the way, what we're mm-hmm. deeply declaring to the universe is, I don't have this, and I sure want it. And so sometimes people let desire intensify their sense of not having. And actually, that's a reverse use of this process of creation. Instead, what we're designed to do is to create a desire as a divine idea and pour our love into it and take it from head to heart and start believing that it is here for us now. And and what we're doing is what I call first creation. Everything is first created as an idea, and then a power in the universe creates it as a thing and an experience or a form in the world. So what we get to do is stop looking for something greater in our life and look from it, create the idea of it, and look from it. What we get to do is stop praying for something in our life and pray from a passion and an idea and an acceptance that the infinite potentiality that we're a part of has already provided this and is waiting for me to believe it. And in the believing, then, the universe can bring it forth in my life. So to take a desire and merge desire and fulfillment, uh, and that's a secret to becoming an open channel for greater flow of everything in our life. So look at where desire feels like I don't have, and instead say, start knowing that you do have, and, and, and create the inner reality, and then the outer experience will take care of itself. 
You know, one of the things that, you know, I've read in the book and and some of the things, there's so much in this book. And as I said before, we'd love to, for the first caller, give a second copy of the book away. Um, You know, you also talk about disease. And I want to take a moment to chat with you about that before we run out of time here on the show. Uh, But I was struck by this because, you know, it's been part of my own journey, my own healing journey to go down the, you know, the rabbit hole of disease and what I discovered along the way was phenomenal. I mean, there were things that I discovered or how how should I, let me say uncovered uh, about myself and about the world and about my fears that I don't think would have been revealed to me otherwise. And Mm -hmm. I I, I wanted to say, you know, you included this as a portal. And I wanted to ask you to talk to that because I don't know if you know this or not, but the rise in things like autoimmune disease has never been greater Right. Uh, it's almost at epidemic level and so forth. So I would love for you to talk about disease I and the way that, that you in, presented it. In one way or another, mm-hmm. um, disharmony in our body is a message and a transformational opportunity. And, and in this chapter, I first of all declare that there's healing energy all around us and within us. And, and, and the body it heals itself constantly. Uh, and so it's not like there isn't healing energy, and we sometimes think that um, that doctors and, and other dispensers, uh, medicines and things, create healings, and they really don't. They, they facilitate the innate healing in the body to, uh, to happen. Now, the messages of, of, of disease experiences, I, they, I, I think there are three that I mentioned in the book, and the first one is sim- simply awareness messages. Sometimes when we get sick, the body is saying, you've been carrying around toxic ideas, toxic stress, toxic emotions, and, and we think that, that we just carry those, but they affect the body. The mind-body relationship is well established. And so the body often says, enough already. I'm doing it. It's everything I can do to keep this body flowing and, and, and serving you, but you, you're dumping all these toxins into the, 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 the system. Remember, everything is consciousness, even, even the body, at the heart of the body. It's, it's energy and intelligence. Uh, it's a dance of energy, and, and so when we put these distortions in, we inhibit the body's ability to be whole and heal itself. So that's the first thing, is awareness message. And then sometimes it's simply body messages. Uh, the body is saying, you know, I matter too. You, you, yeah, you've got your kids, and you've got your job, and you've got what matters to you in your world, but what about taking care of me? Sometimes the body uh, slows us down and gets what it needs by, by means of, of illness in our life. And, and I believe that we can learn to listen to the body more, and it'll tell us what it wants to eat. It'll tell us how much to eat. It'll tell us when we need more rest. But sometimes we're just oblivious to the body, and we misuse it. So that's another thing, that, that, that illness is a body message sometimes. And then thirdly, it can be a soul message. Oftentimes the body is the way that the soul of us, the true self of us, gets a word in edgewise, and we don't listen to it anymore, and we listen to the body. And so sometimes soul messages come through. In illness, sometimes when we're sick, we get a soul message. It's time to do what I really want to do in this life and stop selling out. Sometimes it's the soul message of it's time to open my heart and really start expressing and accepting the love that I deserve. Sometimes it's the soul message of it's time to return to a life of wonder and, and quit living such a down experience. So many soul messages. Sometimes it's the soul saying, hey, we're done on this plane. We're done on this planet, and and since you're an immortal being, it's time to release this body, and it can be as graceful as you want it to be, and and go forth in the greater journey of our life. So 
oftentimes it's that transformational springboard into fecal disease. I love it. You know, I, I, this is really kind of interesting in the way we look at life. Um, and I want to talk about this for a minute um, because, you know, many people say there are a couple of phrases that have been said to me over my lifetime that, you know, when the person said it, I thought, oh, really? You just didn't say that to me. You know, one of them is things happen for a reason. That's one of those phrases that, boy, if you're going to say that to someone, you may want to use a little discernment uh, <laughs> about, the, you know what I'm saying? You know, loved one dies. Please don't say there's a reason. Okay. Uh, but what I've discovered is that there there are, if, if I remember as a kid, you know what I love doing as a kid? I grew up in New York and in New Jersey. And every once in a while, we go out to a diner. Diners are big on the East Coast. And you sit at the diner and the kids, well, the kids got one of these little, you know, uh, these these paper kind of things that your plate sits on, right? So like a little paper thing. And, and there were like dots and you connected the dots. And when you connected the dots, right, in a certain way, there was this picture that emerged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm sensing, connecting the dots. That's my my goal right now. The intention that I set set is, okay, please, God, please, universe, give me divine wisdom so that the dots get connected really fast. (laughs) Absolutely. You see, I would would say rather than everything happens um, with a reason or for a reason, I'd say everything that happens in our life has a gift and, and an opportunity for us to discover more about the love of our source for us, discover more about our own magnificence and our ability to be masters in this life. Every happening has that kind of gift for us if we're ready to find it. And But most people simply want to disappear the problem. But there's a possibility. There's a gift there for us. So in your journey, and we have a few minutes left, I want to thank you first of all. Please let folks know the best way to find out about you and the best way to get a copy of the book. Oh, great. Um, uh, the, the best way to find out about me is Roger Teal. That's with two E's, T-E-E-L, RogerTeal.com, uh, and or, or the spiritual community that I'm a part of, MileHighChurch.org, and, and the high is spelled H-I, MileHighChurch.org. And uh, you can order the book through that, that website, MileHighChurch.org, or, or you can get it on Amazon and, and vendors like that. Um, so, yeah, there, there are opportunities for us in this life, and there's a deep joy and an integrity of being in every one of us. And uh, that's that's what we're about in this book. Um, so, a couple minutes left. What is your personal message? I am so thrilled, honored to have you. There's so much that uh, we could talk about. For the people that have not gotten a copy of the book, please go ahead and do so. But what is your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? I would like to leave us, everyone, of, I'd like to say to everybody listening, you are a magnificent and a precious being. Don't let anything in your past, don't let your current problems take you out of that realization. You're here because life wants you here. It's expressing as you. And what I've discovered is that when I open my heart, and the very last part of the book is a heart-opening exercise in the conclusion, which is titled, This Mastery is Heart. When you open your heart, all of a sudden you realize that you're loved, that you can forgive yourself, you can embrace life, that you're greater than you ever thought you were. And, and life's spirit's greatness can shine through you. So be willing to be vulnerable and open your heart and say yes to the love that you are and, and let life show you how magnificent you are. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Uh, for those of you for out there. Me. 
Oh, I got to tell you, I hope you'll come back. I will. Um, Absolutely. Oh, this is an incredible book. Um, please go ahead. It's called This Life is Joy. You can find it pretty much anywhere. But, you know, if you're not sure how to find it, you could certainly go where, uh, you know, Reverend Dr. Roger Teal has directed you. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the show. I'm Leslie Fontaine with Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio, and here's your tip of the day. What happens after we shift? An energetic shift can be disconcerting. When you shift from the known to the unknown, you literally are going into unknown territory without the former rules and constraints that held you in check. You feel happiness and joy, but you're nervous about not knowing what's next. Even happiness can be unfamiliar. You just don't have the guardrails. No one's telling you. It's dangerous. Stop. You'll get hurt. Plunge in. Leap. Taste it. Listen to your intuitive guidance. Let yourself step beyond the boundaries that you've known and challenge yourself to listen to your intuitive guidance to your higher self and learn what you were placed here to do. I'm Leslie Fontaine. Visit me at lesliefontaine.com or call 678-665-3366. Holistique Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistique Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Step into more inner and outer leadership in all facets of your life. This means being the CEO of your own destiny. Imagine a life of what you say goes. Lynn Brown, the host of Winning at the Game of Life, is going to help you activate the power in being present, owning your space, and harnessing all of your energy during her full-day workshop, Own Your Leadership, Own Your Life. Get ready to own your body, your relationships, your work, and your life. Lynn and co-facilitator Wendy Wolf have teamed up for a body and spirit experience that will transform you forever. Every person will receive two 20-minute sessions of body or aura work, amazing content, and a full one-hour healing session with Lynn or Wendy. Lunch is included. Space is limited. Sign up early and get an additional 20-minute session included. 
To register or for more information, contact Lynn at ruintuit.com or call 844-BE-INTUIT. Workshop is January 31st, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in downtown Bellevue.